you need to put yourself out there and you need to network and network and network. And then, you know, once your name starts to get around, they're like, oh yeah, she did my house or she did my friend's house or you should call her. She can do this, you know, whether it be custom everything or a mix and match, you need to know who you're going to market and target. Your luxury client wants the service. They definitely want the service. They want you at their beck and call. The Wingnut Social Podcast, episode 31 with Debbie Daly. How to land luxury clients. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your interior design business? Then welcome to Wingnut Social, the podcast specifically designed to accelerate your business through increased social media presence, impactful online content, and translating digital influence into physical success. This is your social media tightly fastened. Now welcome the host of Wingnut Social, Darla Powell. Hey there, Wingnuts, and welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I am your host, the head wingnut, Darla Powell, and I am joined by the, again, Pebbles hairdo sporting soulless ginger, Natalie Graff. She thinks it's hilarious. Natalie, today is a very exciting Monday that we're recording this podcast. There's a lot of awesome things happening today. What? (laughs) Well, A, I was on Kimberly Selden's podcast this week. Oh, that's right. You were. Right, on Monday, which is a... Definitely a check off the old uh, bucket list there. Uh, it's not too shabby, not right. too shabby. Um, we're getting ready to interview Debbie Daly. Oh, met her. Yeah, we met her at yes. the Design Influencers Conference. Oh, you remembered the right name. Of whom you will not let me say the acronym. No. <laughs> I don't understand why, though. That Move is along. the acronym. Move okay, along, moving along, moving Move along. along. And most importantly, uh, and this does not disparage Kimberly Seldon or Debbie Daly in any way, shape, or form. But we're going to see Captain Marvel tonight. Oh, about that. No, you promised. I was wondering if we could just like make that on Wednesday. Uh, No, you promised. I have been looking forward to it all evening. So guess what we're doing tonight? Oh, Lord, help me. (laughs) That's what. Oh, and you got me that awesome flask. Oh, see, there you go. So that should take away and we should be able to move Captain Marvel for Wednesday. Why did you get me that flask? So I can deal with you. At? Luann uh, Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> so I can deal with you there and oh, multiple other places. But yes, yeah. Luann Live. Okay. I don't want the wingness to think that I'm a heavy drinker. She's really, not. She's a lightweight, yeah, guys. I'm a real lightweight. <laughs> not, I'm a moderate, not even a lightweight. I'm just hardly ever drink at all. But Natalie thought it would be funny to help defeat my nerves at Luann Live to get me a personalized flask that says Wingnut Social with a little loving message on the back. <laughs> For you guys can see that in detail if you go to our Instagram account at Wingnut social it's in the stories for a couple days anyway or i guess for 24 hours and then this isn't even gonna air before you know the stories it's it's on the igtv channel and that stays forever oh in perpetuity amen that's gonna be on the igtv channel so you guys can see it it's it's very cute or you You could just take a picture of it and post it or you guys can see it. Just up, go to Luann Live. Uh, yes. Oh, okay, I, I got gotcha. you. At I'm Luann following. Live. Oh, well, yeah. Well, I'm following. I'm following. Better late than ever. Hey. Luann Live. If you guys aren't already signed up for that event, I don't know what the hell you're waiting for because it's going to be a two and a half day extravaganza filled with 12 special industry leading peeps who are co-authoring her book, 12 interior designers that are actually following the things that these special smarty pantses are talking about. And 
It will be yours and the Soulless Ginger emceeing the entire event. This is going to be in Short Hills, New Jersey on March 31st through April 1st at the... Hilton. Hilton. Thank you very much, Soulless Ginger. And for deets on that, you can go to luannlive.com. That's L-U-A-N-N-L-I-V-E.com. And buy your ticket and come hang out and see that we are really pretty much idiots in real life, too. (laughs) (laughs) Speak for yourself there, Darla. Okay, so Natalie, today on the podcast, we have Debbie Daly, who we said we met at the Design Influencers Conference. So let me tell you a little bit about Debbie Daly. Debbie Daly is an award-winning interior designer with more than 30 years experience. Wait, she doesn't look that old. She can't have 30 years experience. She must have started when she was 10. That's what the paper says. That's what the paper says. I guess that's her story. She's sticking to it. She's known for the extraordinary service she provides prominent homeowners in New England and around the country. In fact, she and her team have serviced over 700 clients. Holy moly. (laughs) She supplies a complete range of design services for new and existing homes nationwide, but she focuses on working with clients in the New England area. She's also a gifted professional speaker, and she delivers programs to both interior design and general audiences nationwide. Wingnuts, help me in welcoming Debbie Daly to the Wingnut Social Podcast. Hey there, Debbie Daly. Welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. So happy to have you today. Thank you, Dalla, for inviting me. Oh, it's my pleasure to invite you. And we were telling the Wingnuts that we got to meet you in person at the Design Influencers Conference and... I was reading your bio and it says that you have been doing interior design for 30 years and I don't believe that's possible. You must have started when you were 10 years old. So that's correct, right? (laughs) I did start when I was was 10 years old. So that is correct. (laughs) It may not have been interior design, but it it did have a little (laughs) flair of interior design and it wasn't decorating my my bedroom either. So um, that's funny. Well, thank you. I'm flattered for that because if you really knew how old I was and I have a daughter who was 33. So, <laughs> well, you know, we're all about authenticity and transparency. So, if you want to tell us, I'm sure we will. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't, want to you, I don't want to put you on the spot. Oh, no, I love it. I love it. So, I don't know. Where do you want me to begin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, starting at 10, that's an interesting story because it's, it's kind of true. I got into this field, first of all, by sewing. My grandmother is was a seamstress and uh, she used to sew all the time and uh, her and my grandfather bought me my first sewing machine. I was probably 10 or younger. I was just obsessed with it and I would play with my mother's sewing machine. I would try to make, she had all these scraps and I would venture into her uh, sewing closet with all these materials and I just played with the machine. I loved it. And so my grandfather who was a true, and this is where the other side of me picking and finding and my raw furnishings and all that upcycle stuff, you know, it's kind of contradictory to the luxury (laughs) brand, but um, (laughs) my grandfather was a true Fred Sanford picker. And so it came, that furniture thing came to me real easily. I loved going under the tarps. He used to collect things in his front yard. And my mother used to yell outside and say, you know, get out from under there. You're going to get a splinter on that table and we're in the junk. And I was like, it was exactly, (laughs) you know, and I didn't consider it junk. I was like, this is like a treasure chest going out into the, to the front yard. So, um, but the sewing part was real. And I made my first quilt with my mother and my grandmother on our ping pong table in our basement. And um, it is still my beach blanket today. I should have preserved it and I didn't, but it's my beach blanket. 
I've used it for a drop cloth for painting and it still sits in the back of my car. So that's, that's like more than 40 years old, put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you know, I'll take it. A window, that's fine. A window, that's a a baby step, a window. So today's show, I thought, would be, because I don't think we've really talked about specifically how to market to or how to get luxury or high-end clients. And I know that there's a lot of designers listening, a lot of influencers listening who that they want, ideally, that to be their target market. And I know with your many years of experience in the the market that you work in, which is in the New England area, you have your fair share. So first of all, let me ask you, okay, mm-hmm. high end or luxury? Are they is that synonymous? Is there a difference between high end and luxury? Because I have in front of me, how do you attract high end clients? How do you attract luxury clients? <laughs> What's the difference? Well, I'm only speaking from my experience as being, I'm one of the installed designers in the design services program at the Boston Design Center. So that, you know, with all the showrooms there, you've got luxury brands, right? You've got um, uh, Schumacher, you've got Kravit, you've got, you know, all the showrooms that go, you've got Baker Furniture and all more, I suppose, I call them luxury brands, okay? So mm-hmm. the people, you know, you hear Boston Design Center and people um, kind of shudder and think, oh my God, it's so expensive there. But if you don't go, you don't know. And so there are, I would say the luxury clients do tend to gravitate to the Boston Design Center, but I also try to market that client, I'm going to say to my high-end client. My high-end client, basically, are for me, that would be my residential clients that either have businesses, they are, you know, the doctors, the lawyers, and some of the politicians. Those would be my higher-end clients. Whereas you might get the luxury client that's looking for a little bit more plush. I think when I think luxury, quite honestly, I think more the more bling, the better. And I probably <laughs> shouldn't use that as a terminology for my luxury clients. But they, they want quality, you know. I have, you know, I'm working with a luxury client right now. And, and when I said I had a rough day so far and it's 4 o'clock, you know, that um, – luxury client is vacationing in Florida right now. And, you know, I'm dealing with the contractor and there's some issues going on. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's that client though, that you want to be there for all the time, right? Because right. they sought you out for some reason and whether it's your reputation or if it was a referral uh, to them, no matter how long you've been in this business, you still feel like you have to prove yourself. You still feel like you always have to overcompensate and achieve and execute that design that you were referred to them for, right? So, I mean, that's how I feel. So the difference between the luxury and the high end, I truly believe that when, if you're going to offer them a product that's middle of the road and they know that it's middle of the road and they don't want it just because of that. The high-end client wants to pay. Um, they feel if they're paying more, they're getting a better quality product. And you need to know that, I think, before you even start to present products to your client. Did you always work with high-end clients? No. And of course, your business evolves over the years, right? And you're always reinventing yourself. And I've lived through two recessions of being an interior designer, self-employed. So um, no, 
Natalie, I've not always dealt with the luxury. <laughs> well, I was I was figured the answer was no, but I was hoping maybe we could elaborate on no. how you went from yeah. not working with them to that to be your your so, target client. What kind of clients did you start with, and how did you pivot? You know, how did what? How did you change your approach or your marketing to start attracting that higher tier level of high end uh, design client? Okay, so um, basically how I started and to get my name out there and I would take whatever client came to me. Um, I would offer a gift certificate at a church raffle for a free one-hour paint consultation or a design consultation, you know, one hour free. Now we're talking, when I went back out on my own, that was 2003. You know, I, I was willing to do anything to get my name out there, start back on my own. And so that's how that started. And and I'll tell you, I think my first, I'm going to say, luxury client was she won a gift certificate from a, a church event raffle for a free one-hour paint consultation. I ended up, I did that one-hour paint consultation. And over the years, and even, we'll, we'll say, how many years ago was that? More than 17 years ago. I have done her whole house. And that means we've renovated the kitchen. We've, we've, you know, new window treatments, new furniture, um, high-end furniture. And even, you know, I'll be having lunch with her next week, even though I'm not working with her, but I still like to maintain that relationship. But that came from me trying to get my name out there. And at that time, I think it was a $50 gift certificate. That's what it was worth, you know, to go out and do that pain consultation. So building the relationship from your initial meeting with that particular client, you know, I was willing to do that. I would go out to the library. They had a speaking series. So I would go out and talk about redesign and paint consultations and bring a little vignette and do, you know, a, a table with a lamp and a tablecloth and a chair and set all that up, bring paint, you know, be, bring paint samples and, um, I'd do a little hands-on exercise with them where they'd have to choose a fabric, you know, from their showing them how to choose paint color. So just being a little bit more knowledgeable, I think the more you put that out there, I think the universe brings those people to you because it shows that you're an expert in the field and you know what you're talking about. And that's where even the article comes into play. So do you think that just by going out there and instead of, you know, just sitting behind your computer or even blogging, just getting out there in person and in real life, flesh and blood and showing people your personality and your expertise, that that helped to lure a higher end type of client or a more, you know, serious type of client? I think absolutely, because when you start to build your business, you mainly are going to build your business off of referrals. And that's basically how I feel you know, now we have all this social media, right? And we can build ourselves up and we can talk about our product, uh, projects and talk about our clients if that's, you know, if that's allowed. Um, and <laughs> you know, I just had a little episode. We can talk about the uh, photo release form. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, I think putting yourself out there, you need to, you need to network and it just doesn't happen overnight. So whether it be joining, you know, your chamber of commerce and because a lot of those business people, a lot of those clients belong, if, you know, if they are in business, they are, they belong to an organization like your chamber of commerce and you go to the lunch mixers or you go to the evening mixers. Um, you need to put yourself out there and you need to network and network and network. And then, you know, once your name starts to get around, they're like, oh yeah, she did my house or she did my friend's house or you should call her. She can do this, you know, whether it be custom everything or a mix and match of 
you know, ready-made items or ready-available items with some custom items, you need to know who you're going to market and target. Uh, Your luxury client wants the service. They definitely want the service. They want you at their beck and call. Yeah. As they do. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, they do. As I'm getting a text message for, yeah. Um, So I just turned that phone over. You better answer it. That's your luxury client. That is my luxury client. <laughs> and um, he can be patient. Actually, yeah, the kitchen design is over there now. So anyway. <laughs> uh, Just tell him to chill out. I know. But you know what? When I, I listen to I listen to a lot of the podcasts and I listen to, you know, how you need to turn tune out. And you do. You need to have an end to your day, right? But I think as interior designers our mind can't rest until we know at the end of the day that we've checked off everything off our list. At least that's how I am. You know, that's how I am too. Yeah, for sure. And does uh, it wake you up at 3 a.m. ever? I was just going to say, <laughs> Natalie, I am an insomniac. Okay. I don't. Yes. Yes. And, yes. and it's, it's hard because you're, people think this is a great and glamorous job. I love what I do, but is it glamorous? No. I think no, it can and, be. Yes, and I think it like, has like your reveal with the pink, the pink sink. Oh my gosh, with that was just oh, uh, that you. just pulled at, pulled at my my heartstrings. But oh, thank you for the wingnuts listening. That's on our our Darla Powell Interiors IGTV channel. We did a charity project for a grandmother who has children and grandchildren with autism. So if you guys go to at Darla Powell Interiors, you can see that it was um, spurred on by White and Company, Kim Vance, and a pink sink, and you guys can just see the rest. Yeah, it was great. But that's <laughs> so let me what circle you... back a bit. Yes, mm-hmm. Debbie. On to you were talking about. Okay, so in the very beginning, you didn't have high end clients. You didn't have luxury clients. No one really does unless they're lucky, lucky. So you just you found out that by getting out, going to the libraries, going to the chamber of commerce, that you started to get more jobs, and from that, just building your referrals. But I want to know. How how did you choose, you know, the clients? How did you know when they came up to you and like the referrals, like instead of going sideways with budget client referrals, how did you really start targeting the client that has the bigger budget that has, you know what I mean, that the has that higher end eye? Because um, to me, going to a library is great. You're going to get clients, but maybe not. I don't know. Maybe not in the higher end. Maybe no, you're right. years ago. You're right. Yeah. So what? The Chamber of Commerce for sure rang to me like, oh, there you go. Now, you know, we're definitely on to something because we're talking professionals, doctors, lawyers, the, you know, President Trump that you designed for. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I did not do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just put that in. I'll yes. insert my own politician. Um, no. So I, I think how I market to that is I'm selective now about putting my work out there. I think, you know, on my website. So you want to put your best work out there on your website, right? So as your portfolio Mm -hmm. grows and your projects grow, you want to put that out there. I think you want to have a great website person that knows how to put those keywords in there and, you know, market to your, that luxury client. And you always have to evolve. I, I have to say, I mean, I've done some marketing with paper advertising. Recently? I'm doing it. Actually, yes. And you know something? I've just, um, with Portsmouth Living um, in New Hampshire, I did sign a contract with them to put a quarter page ad in because I'm breaking into this area up here where it's more coastal living. And there are people up here who have um, second homes. So a lot of my clients live on the 
they have their second home on the coast, but they live in the Merrimack Valley area of Lowell, Massachusetts. And, you know, they do have some coastal, a coastal home up on the, the, um, Southern New Hampshire, Southern Maine border. And, they are my clients. And so because they know that I've moved up to this coastal area, I am really servicing the Merrimack Valley area, Boston, and the North Shore, North Shore, New Hampshire Seacoast area. So I live in my car, but I am marketing. (laughs) I did do uh, paper advertising there, and I'm doing um, something with New England Home Magazine um, on their cool. business profile um, section for the summer. So, and you're getting results from that for sure. I am, and I'm picking and choosing where I want to put my advertising dollars because let's let's see, um, we can do free, you know, pump ourselves up on on social media, right? And that's all; isn't yeah. no cost for that. But I also write about my projects in the Lowell Sun that I've been writing for for more than seven years, an article for them. So, yeah. And that's paper. I mean, that prints, it's print and it prints, you know, a lifestyle column that prints every Friday and they let me write about anything lifestyle. So if I'm working on a project that is a kitchen renovation, I do a lot of, um, columns on a kitchen reno, what tiles in, design trends, you know, bathroom renovations. And I, my phone rings from those articles because I do have a following. I can't see the analytics because it is the newspapers, you know, it's, it goes through the newspaper. Um, However, I did want to cut it down because my schedule is a little crazy. You know, I talked to the editor and I said, you know, it's, it's a lot. They gave me initially when I started, I mean, I don't know if you want to hear about that this part, but initially when I started, I was writing for a small local newspaper that would print once a month. The editor asked me if I wanted to contribute and I said, sure, why not? You know, it was free advertising for me. So I did that. And then after 10 years, he had passed away. And so I had a connection at the Little Sun, uh, the editor, and I went and I saw him and I said, hey, would you like maybe a lifestyle column about design and decorating? And he, he knew what my reputation was. He's like, have you written before? I'm like, yeah, writing's my thing. Like, I loved English. I always loved being creative and writing. I'm like, yeah. So I brought down my portfolio of all my articles. He's like, this is great stuff, Deb. He's like, you know what? We'll give you a videographer. We'll give you, um, he'll follow you around for your projects. I'm going to give you a blog at the Little Sun and you can write every week. I'm like, he's like, maybe you can blog twice a week. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. And I'm all excited. I mean, who can do that and work? <laughs> Right. So nobody, nobody, no one. So that lasted for about a year. And I'm like, all right, Jim, something's got to give. I can't, my projects aren't done in a day. It's not like HGTV. Right. And so he's like, all right. So what if we just, you can keep the blog, you can write once a week and you can submit your own photos. So that's what I do now. I did oh, want to cut, terrific. I know. And then I wanted to cut it down last year. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just so yeah. busy. I'm like, it's too much of a commitment. He said, if you stop writing every week, your audience would miss you because you have a great following. Now, Aww. I don't know that because <laughs> <laughs> I don't get to see that stuff. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So let me, let me just bring us back a little bit because you, you gave us a lot of information there. So I'm trying to take notes and pay attention. Okay. So in the beginning, you talked about you putting your best work out there, putting your best portfolio out there to help to attract high-end clients. And I absolutely 100% agree. We do have a lot of designers list- listening 
that don't have a lot of work already, right, for a portfolio. So my first question before we is in lieu of <laughs> putting, you know, all this great work out there that you don't have, how would you recommend? I mean, when you started, you didn't have a port. Well, it was different than the two. We didn't have quite She started the same. at 10, Darla. She started at 10. Okay. We didn't have quite the... Okay, so let's forget that part of the question. Let's just say for now, for a, as Luanne Nagara, let's say a baby designer starting, right. how would you recommend they put their aesthetic or their portfolio or you know what they like out there to show the high-end people, hey, this is what I like and this is what I can give you? Obviously, I think social media, they need to do that, whether it's on Instagram. They need to obtain somehow, figure out, you know, do you do a newsletter? Do you create a newsletter where you have email addresses? You need to get those email addresses so you can market to these people. Um, and how do you do that? You need to network. I think the first step is networking, right? Just like we okay. saw at the Design Bloggers Conference. I'm, I'm sorry, Design oh, yeah. Influences Conference. The <laughs> cards were just flowing, right? Everyone's exchanging they cards. Really and I mean, you never know who you're going to meet at an event like that. And even locally, because I do think you need to start locally and you need to put your name out there and don't be afraid. Um, I do teach a five-day course and I did a reunion kind of workshop uh, a few months ago. And one of my students came in and, and a lot of my students that I have are um, second careers. You know, going into design is a second career or decorating. It's a second career for them. And so... I just wanted to touch base with them and see where they were at and, you know, if they had any questions and how they were marketing. And one question was, well, how do you make money doing this? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> well, I said, you know, you took the course like two years ago. How's it going? She says, well, I'm, you know, I'm going out to people's homes. I'm not doing any advertising. I'm doing social media. I said, well, how are your rates? I mean, you have to evolve and you have to increase your rates. And I'll tell you one thing. If you are charging too little, you are not going to get the phone call because I believe that people will – your luxury client is going to judge you on how much you're charging. That's, I agree. Yeah, I agree. We, we're living proof of that. When we started raising our rates, which I'm actually getting ready to do again now. Yes. doesn't know this yet. Oh. She actually just looked at me across the room with like a deer in the headlights. <sighs> Um, you do get a higher caliber of client who realizes your value. And I, I was terrified. I'm going to say a lot of us are terrified to raise our prices, raise yes. our rates. But if you want to play in that sandbox, you need to have those little sand tools, yeah, really but, nice Tonka trucks. And yes, you know, but now that we're talking about money, you're, you're, you're speaking, you're speaking <laughs> money here. I'm speaking so, our language. <laughs> so now that we're talking about money, I find that when we go to interact with clients that budget is always the biggest bone of contention with them. They're like, well, you know. Not always. Well, though. not always. But they, it still comes sometimes around to budget. So well, this is what I want to know. Are your higher end clients, do they give you a better budget just because they can? Or do they give you any pushback on your pricing? Like recently we just did a bid for a 7,000 square foot home in a very affluent neighborhood. The home is millions. And we went around and we, I talked to some of my designer friends and I said, okay, we're going to do a proposal for this. This is our first kind of new build proposal because we haven't been in business quite two years yet. 
And we thought we priced it pretty accordingly. And then the architect came back to us and the, the client came back to us and said, no, we think you're pretty high. So with me, it's pretty easy to say, okay, that's not our ideal client. Right. But you have a house, it's worth millions. Right. <laughs> a build that's worth millions. And you're going to be uh, a little less expensive. I can't, can I say cheap on the design? <laughs> I mean, I, I so, don't get it. So okay. how Again, do the high-end clients... Not our ideal client. So I'm okay with that, really. I always believe that the universe is going to bring you your ideal client if you price yourself accordingly. And those that's red flags, you know, dodge. But do you get pushback on pricing? I do. And I'll give you an example. So I listen to Luann Niger faithfully. And I've actually hired Fred Burns. I've met him. He spoke at one. Oh, he spoke at the spoke at the Design Influences Conference two years ago, and then he spoke at another local comp, local um, private designer event. And then I was speaking at a conference that he was at. So I I saw him twice in, in one year. So anyway, I was really hesitant. So I did hire him to review my website, and he he did write my professional bio two years ago. And so he's like, Debbie, you got to do something with your your website and your um, services and fee schedule. I'm like, okay. He's like, you got to do the packages. I'm like, I'm afraid to do the packages. And he's like, I'm telling you, and you got to raise your rates. He's like, you've been doing this for so long. I said, oh my gosh, like, how am I going to raise my rates and pay my bill? You know, and, and what if I don't get any clients? And then I got my own personal you know, bills to pay for. I think I'm doing okay now. He's like, yeah, but you're just maintaining. He's like, you have luxury clients. You need to do this. So I literally bit the bullet and it was the beginning of February. I came up, I revised. It will be on the new website. It's not on there yet. I did make packages and I did put pricing on there, which I didn't have... I haven't had on there for a long time. And I actually just spoke with my marketing person and he's like, yes, put your packages out there because people will know what to expect. Mm -hmm. And the people who see what you're offering are going to find value in what you're offering. Now, I went, I did this, my high-end, I'm going to call my high-end client that I got three weeks ago, who the one who was in Florida that I said, you know, the contractor referred me Mm -hmm. to him. And so I met him. I had my folder. Now I used to do a folder years ago where you have your business card and you have your fee and service schedule and you have a little PR in the folder. And I got away from that. But you know what? Now it's something that people want. They Instead of everyone's going online, they're going to go to your website, but then they forget unless they're printing it out. So I have my marketing folder with my business card in it. And I put for the first time my packages, my design services and package schedule in there. I put an example of a vision board and a floor plan. So because I knew when I was going over there, I was looking at a new addition and he had no clue what he wanted to do because the contractor was trying to help him out and the contractor gave up. And so uh, that way, when we discussed um, what I could do for him, and then he said, well, am I going to be able to afford you? I said, you know what? Your pack- I said, look at the packages that I've offered you in, in, the, um, in a contract. I put a contract in there as well. So I said, you can look over the contract. You can look at my design packages and let me know how you want to proceed. He's like, well, I'm going away to Florida for three weeks. I said, okay. I said, 
you know, let me know. So two days later, I got an email from him. He signed the contract and um, we chose the design package that I'm going to do. He doesn't want anything to do with the project. He approved, believe this, um, a few days ago, he approved tile and wall finishes. Um, we did FaceTime. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So, cause he wants to get this done before he comes back or the project's been held up for some reason sure. with the contractor. So, so that was my, oh my gosh, this isn't going to work because he saw my packages. He saw a value in what I was offering and he's hiring me. Can you break down one of the packages for it and let that, cause your, your website will be live probably not long after this episode comes out, but I'd like to really just get, this sounds like a, something I might even want to do. Break down one of it, like for his package, for example. So for his package, uh, we did the construction and remodeling design package. Okay. So that is whether you're building a new home or renovating one, the decisions can be intimidating, right? Sure. So there's a, a process and a product selection that kind of lets them get a little bit more excited about their project, okay? So that is review of construction floor plans, uh, review construction elevations, review of construction electrical plans, so where all the lighting in, is going to be going and outlets, a detailed hard materials list. So um, the materials would include like tiles and flooring and fixtures, cabinets, lighting, uh, paint selection, uh, the design presentation, so up to four hours of project management also after the presentation is completed, and then they can purchase more time if necessary, okay? So oh. that package is $4,500 per area. Now, he has a Ooh, small like addition. He's a small addition off of an existing family room. The existing family room is we are replacing furniture, so we're really not doing anything in there, but it needs to tie in with the new small little addition. So that so, whole, so that actually it was $8,200. So I'm going to go pick out the furniture, pick out the fabric. He's a high-end client and he did call me after the fact. And, and I'm going to, I want to reply to your question before the packages about, you know, do the high-end clients, or luxury clients, do they, do you get any pushback? Because he did question after the fact, I, I picked out, you know, stack stone for the walls in the new edition and a, a slate tile for the floor in the new edition. And of course, you know, the pricing came in, sent him that and he called me up. He's like, I, I, how much more am I going to spend on this room? You know, I've already spent on you. Oh, if we only had a dollar for every time we've heard that, right? Exactly, right? And I was like, well, what did you expect? Now, I mean, certain clients you can talk kind of off the cuff with, right? Sure, and sure. He, I mean, he is a business person, but you can tell he's a fun kind of, you know, I'm going to say tongue in cheek kind of guy, but um, I was like, well, he's like, well, your price for you, that didn't include materials. I said, how could that include materials? Oh my gosh. Can you believe they think that sometimes? <laughs> I didn't even pick anything up for you yet at that time. <laughs> Before we go, if you're doing a package, let's say four, let's say pick out the kitchen one, 4,500 bucks. You're doing yep. elevation. You're designing the kitchen, you're reviewing, are you actually, you're actually designing the kitchen or? No, 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 that includes, that includes me going with, I have a kitchen designer that I use. I love her. Um, sh so that includes me going, cause, cause people don't 
know the process. If they, if they have their own businesses and all they do is work, they don't really know the process like we know the process, right? It's just mm-hmm. come second nature to us at this point. And so, you know, they want you to go along with them. And I say that includes, I'll go to the kitchen designer with you. I will pick out all the materials for you. And you don't have to do anything. You just have to say, yes, I know, or tell me what you want in your kitchen. It was like consulting. Yeah, that $4,500 includes you paying your kitchen designer. Um, the kitchen designer, she orders the cabinets. So I don't pay the kitchen designer. Yeah, no, that's so oh, Okay. Yeah, okay. It's like yeah, I'm, 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 I'm wrapping my, my poor It's It's mind. consulting. So that's part, that's part of the consulting process, right? So we picked everything out. Now, now she did the kitchen design for them. I told her, this is what I normally do is I'll take the measurements of the space. And this is how her and I work. If she has to go out and measure everything, which she generally does after we confirm all the product and what we want. We've already gone to the kitchen showroom with the, I've gone there with the clients. I've met with the kitchen designer. She did a plan up according to what my measurements were. And then she's going out there today to take her final measurements so she can order the kitchen. Okay. Gotcha. So that's, those are, that's more of a consulting package. So do you have a package, which I love, we do consulting also for clients that maybe they don't need the whole full service, you know, here, can I rub your feet for you? So um, do you also have a package that is full service? Like here's your full service, here's a kitchen design and it's $1 billion or is that something you take? Okay. And that's on the website? Not yet. Okay. But it will be. Okay. That's cool. I can send this to you if you want. Yeah, so you send it to me. Send okay, to me. well, <laughs> let's, let's I do have I have a full service interior design package. Aha! Uh-huh. So that is a little bit different. So that is um, if they want us, you know, to fully complete complete a room from start to finish. That includes overseeing installation of furniture. Um, wall art and accessories, okay? It's $3,500 per room. Mm -hmm. And it's the design consultation, which if you want a consultation, if you want me to come in and do a, I do a two-hour consultation for $500. That's my consultation fee. And that includes the walkthrough, ideas. Um, I type everything up and I email it to them before I leave and I get paid before I leave. That's just for a consultation, on-site consultation. You don't make them pay um, before you go. We make them pay before we go. We're like, oh, hell no, you're paying But we us. live in Miami, darling. Oh, true. Okay. Yeah, I need to <laughs> know what that was nice, exactly. I forgot. Nice, nice people up there in New England. That's well, true. no, well, nice yes. here. How dare you be smart, <laughs> Miami? How dare you? Well, you know, that's, I have to, I don't have that on my website. So you can pay right from your website because I yes. need to talk mm-hmm. to Michael about that. Okay, I want, that's yeah, one thing I've got to ask him today. You, you okay. can use Acuity. They can book and pay, right? Nicole Heimer turned us on to that. It's A-Q-U-I-T-Y. Oh, okay. Or you can okay. use Cal- Calendly too is another popular one. I think that works with payment as well too now. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah it's great. Sometimes we'll just go open up our email and we're like, oh, got a new consultation. They didn't even oh, call or anything. Well, yeah, well, we do, sweet. we use Calendly for, um, the design center for clients who want to schedule mm-hmm. us when yeah, we're done. I think they there. work with Stripe now or maybe PayPal. I think we I think use it's Stripe. PayPal and Stripe. Yeah. I oh, think it's Stripe. okay. Okay, cool. So that's my consultation package. But back to the full service. I mean, that's mm-hmm. included in the full service. I'll measure the room. Um, they'll get a detailed scope of design direction. Uh, the floor plan, the full design presentation, which is done at our studio. We don't do that in their house. Um, furniture selection, color scheme selection, lighting, materials, samples, wall art, accessories, full estimate. Well, why don't you of all do that at the house? 
I have to ask, why don't you do that at the house? And the presentation at the house? Yeah. Because this is, I don't know. Why don't I go to the house for this one? <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was some kind of method to this madness. Okay. All right. Uh, Clearly she prefers her design studio, Darla. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's definitely easier, I guess. Yeah. It is, okay. if you have one. The other one is the one that I talked to you about before with the full renovation. Then we go to the house and we oversee everything. Okay. Gotcha. So um, we give them a full estimate of all the specif- specified materials. Um, we can coordinate the deliveries and, and oversee the installation of the furniture yeah. as well. And that includes okay. two edits. So mm-hmm. we do. That's what we do. And we'll do a flat rate with two revisions, but it's full service project management. Unless I think they're going to be a very indecisive client, then we just do hourly, just straight hourly. But well, that's, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I like, I kind of, I'm in. I'm intrigued by putting the packages on the website for a couple of things, because if a client's been to your website and they're calling you, they're already kind of screened. They know how much you are. So you know that it's a Correct. pretty hot lead. I do like right. that. But I foresee right. Debbie is cost going to cost me some money. Oh, changing some stuff to the uh-huh. website. Thanks, Debbie. <laughs> Thanks, Debbie. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, I, I know. I know. It's always, you know, I'm redoing my whole website. So, Yeah. That's a major. It's always you know, ever-changing, correct? Just like it is in marketing. Nothing stays the same for 10 minutes. Exactly. And and this industry, it's just moved so quickly. Like everything has changed since I even started that it's scary. So I'm developing a workshop now for, um, actually, I was asked by a couple of designer colleagues from Connecticut and some in New Hampshire, can you teach us what you know? Because we're so old and they're not, they're not old. But <laughs> what, what has happened is we've only just been working in our industry and working in our industry that what I think has happened is um, the industry has changed so much with the internet right. and with design services. I have a question for you about that too. Yeah. Okay. So my, here's my question. You, you, you're right. The industry has changed a lot. Now we've only been in it for a hot two years, but even in that and look at yourselves, I, right? Hey, you are that. hot girls. <laughs> Smoke it. Yeah. You. No, you're sweet. There's Photoshop so. for that. <laughs> uh, why do I keep you? Why do I keep you around? Okay. So my question <laughs> is in this day and age with Wayfair and, um, you know, all, yeah. Uh, and howls and all this, you know, the direction that it's going with clients shopping you. Is that leaking into the high-end side, too, or you're fine? Yeah, it is, right? It, it, we're finding that, too, some. And how are you dealing with that? Not very well. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should leave it at not very well. <laughs> I did develop a package that I will pull everything for you. Now, I don't do the e-design, but I will pull everything together for you, and then you can execute it all yourself. So um, I don't market myself as doing e-design, but in this workshop, we're going to be talking about how we handle um, that aspect with Wayfair and all those other websites. Everybody's panicking and they don't know how to pivot, but you're going to have to or you're going to go like the pterodactyls. Right. You have to market your services. And and I basically, I'm... Custom window treatments, that's when I got into sewing. I basically started getting into this industry. I had a workroom, and I used to sew custom window treatments, self-taught, for years. Oh. And um, so I had to sit back a minute and really think, like, what is happening to our industry? Like, what's happening to my business? Now, I've never had any backup in this business at all whatsoever. I developed my own business the way I wanted to develop it. Um 
you know, put it, put mm-hmm. a daughter through college in New York City and not to get, you know, into any of that personal stuff. But it gets a little scary when I was selling furniture and I had a furniture showroom. And now people are like, oh, I can go get that on Wayfair or yeah. the brands are now selling to through Wayfair. That's what's really scary. Right, perennials about I think it. is one, right? Perennials, is, well, not the brand so much, but the Wafer has perennials. Um, even Amazon has got their own kind of home. It's scary as the project manager of what I found on Wayfair <laughs> that people thought that oh, they could only yeah. buy in at a uh, high-end lighting store. Yeah, it, yeah, Wayfair. Uh, they just rename them. Yep. It well, I don't want to talk changing. about house. Yeah, know, def- no. definitely. Definitely. Um, but we do have to figure out the pivot. Okay, I have one last question for you, Debbie, yes. before we head up in, into the what up wingnut round. My project manager is glaring at me because she has a phone call. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Your project manager is trying to manage. So to just to sum, <laughs> sum up the, the marketing for the high-end design, how much yes. of how much of the marketing are you doing on social media? And what are you what is the content that you're using to tr- kind of attract that higher end, higher value client? Well, I'll tell you where where my higher end client is seeing me is on my Facebook page, because it's, you know Instagram's great, right? I, I, I that's my go to first thing I wake up in the morning. Um, right. But then then I'll head over where Facebook used to be the platform. But I'll tell you, I post my projects on my Facebook page, my business Facebook page, and my high end clients see that because that Facebook um, demographic they're older. Yes, I was just going to ask you that. Is that yeah, the reason they're why? They're older, okay. you know. I have an ex-mayor who his wife, she's always commenting um, that I've done, you know, their house. I've got an orthodontist, my, one of my clients. She loves, like she can't wait to get her project on there, you know, so everyone can see it. So, and it, it snowballs because their followers, their followers see that they're mm-hmm. commenting. And so as much as I said, oh, I don't have to do Facebook anymore, but you do. Because if you're looking for that luxury client, that luxury client, I don't want to say is they're not a millennial, that's for sure, but they, not yet, but then I have the 40-somethings that, you know, are self-employed and they've, you know, own breweries and they Mm -hmm. own this and they own that and they want some high-end stuff. However, I could go on forever about this, you know, the pushback of the high-end client and, you know, when they get all the numbers coming in, they'll put the money in the most expensive piece or say it's the Kravitz sectional, custom-made sectional. But then when it comes to the, exactly. And then when it comes to all the um, case goods, you know, they're looking online. They went and they looked online for that. So we, we could have a whole nother podcast about that. We should actually. Uh, but we're experiencing that too. We had that. Run we that had around. we had clients that spent. I think it was fifteen thousand dollars on a sectional, but on some of the artwork, it's just like, ah, eh, we're way, you know, on that. So. Oh, but, that's, it, but I can't even mm-hmm. like the hardware was. You know, they wanted this hardware, and I was like, I know it's going to be like six grand. It was six thousand dollars for you know those glass globes, and sure. they wanted it. <laughs> So when you know what you want, you get you it. know what you want and that's what you're going to get. <laughs> yeah. So I know I ramble. I'm sorry. I could go no, on forever. No. Thank you you're so much. Good. And thank you for sharing the Facebook. We do we do get some pretty good qu- clients from Facebook. Like we've shared before, Natalie and I have shared that from Instagram so far, it seems to be our number one source of really just not only good quality higher end clients, but just really ideal tribe 
you know, perfect client, ideal, you know what I mean? That we vibe, they get our vibe. So, so far, so good. We, we're really, yeah. Uh, and it's Instagram. so nice mm-hmm. when a client goes, you know what, Darla, you were right. And we just heard this on yes. Friday and I'm like, oh, yeah, finally. I, I had a client that was um, afraid to do her fireplace. She's, she, she was indecisive. And finally I'm getting more assertive. I'm like, trust me, this isn't my first rodeo. You're going to love it. It's going to be a showstopper. And I heard the magic words on Monday. You, you were so right. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> All right, Debbie, thank you so much for your insights on on pulling in some of the higher end clients here. But now I have to ask you if you're ready for the what up wingnut round. I am ready. Yes. Oh, uh, we'll see about that. Cut <laughs> <laughs> the woman a break, Darla. Now it's time for what up wingnut. Wingnut. Debbie Daly, if you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be and why? I would be an olive tree. Because it is one of the 10 strongest trees, and it's the tree of eternity and incredible stamina. So, and well, the olive tree, you know, produces loads of fruit, even in the cruelest of heat and in dry terrain. Yeah, this is true. So, it's always like run for money. I know. Yeah, I love, I mean, I'm Greek, uh, olive oil, are you kidding? That's why we, we we live so long, just like the olive tree. Oh, I'm going to start uh, taking olive oil then. Yeah. If you were on death row, what would your last meal be? Escago with lots of garlic butter and crostinis. Oh. oh, that's a new one. Snails. If you could have only one superhero, <laughs> oh, snail, yeah. If you could have only one superhero power, what would it be and why? Um... That would be the power to stop envy and jealousy because I believe what sparks war and division, not only between the countries and politics, um, but even closer to home, like friends and especially girls. Like it's envy. If I could stop envy, exactly. And the jealousy, don't you think there would be peace in the world? Um, I think that would definitely be a huge step in the right direction. Yeah, for sure. And and showing up, yeah, yeah, warring, showing up uh, the Joneses or whatever that is. It, it might up make it uh-huh. might make high school a lot easier for my kid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I I hear you. Yeah. Uh, last yes. but not least, what book has had the biggest impact on you and your business? So it's not a, a marketing book or a, or a a business book, although I do have them and read them. Um, it's a, an old, old book, and it's called Gift from the Sea, and it's written by Ann Morrow Lindbergh, and um, it's more of an inspirational book, and it's about choosing uh, to remain open to life and change, and she uses the sea and seashells as um, – kind of as a symbol to describe the different changes of life. It's a pretty interesting book. And I, I, I probably read that once a year. It's an old book. It was written in 1955, oh. but it's like in its 50th edition, I believe. And that was Gift from the Gift, Sea by Gift Anne. from the Sea, Anne Morrow Lindbergh. She was the first woman to get her glider pilot's license in the nation. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, cool. She's a pretty cool lady. So, yeah, that's my book. All right. Debbie Daly, thank you so much for joining us on the Wingnut Social Podcast. Are we going to see you at High Point or Luann Live no, or the DRC next not, year? No, not this year. I'm flying out to, um, I'm speaking at the San Francisco Design Center and I'm speaking in Phoenix at Fabricut. And what else am I doing? <laughs> I'm doing the workshop. No, unfortunately. Oh, okay. So the fall. Tell the Wingnuts how they can find you and how they can see all the packages on your website and what you have going on right now. So um, they can find me at my website. Um, it's dailydesigns.com. Uh, and let's see, we have, um, 
we have an AS, uh, my girlfriend, Wendy Glaster and I out in California, we developed an ASID um, CEU course. And um, we will be speaking at the San Francisco Design Center on April 28th in the Hickory Chair Showroom. And then we will be speaking on the end of this month. Um, I'm sorry, May 1st in San Francisco, March 28th in Phoenix at the Fabricut Showroom. And it's called Turning Design, <laughs> you'll like this one, Turning Design Challenges into Opportunities. And oh, it's all about. I, li- I do like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's about construction, contractors, and clients. I love so, it. So, anyway. All right. Thank, thank you, you so much. much for joining us, Debbie. It's thank been you. a pleasure. Thanks. Bye, Dala. Bye, Natalie. Natalie and Graf. Yes. What do you think about putting packages on the website? I like that idea. I kind of might like that idea. I don't know. I have mixed emotions about putting my prices on there. And then also... If you build it, they will come. Screening. I do like the idea of screening clients because I hate talking about money in front of clients. And if they come to you and they already know, hey, you're already this billion dollar price, that could take a lot of pressure. Darling, might be a little, you know, little high field there. But yeah. (laughs) No, I really think Debbie gave us a ton of useful information. And I think it's uh, a food for thought. Well, you know, she also writes something I was going to ask her, but I got sidetracked there about her newspaper article. Now, not everybody can write newspaper articles, but she did have a good point about getting your newsletter in there and, and, you know, and absolutely putting out everything in a newsletter. But uh, you know what? We also got sidetracked when I asked her about what do you do if you don't have a portfolio? I think we got sidetracked a lot. (laughs) Because I think she got, she gave us so much information. I think maybe we should have her on again. And so I'll answer that for the portfolio question that she didn't, uh, which I, I know this is what we did. In the beginning, you know, we remodeled our house and we put that in the portfolio. Now we can only afford, you know, it wasn't a high-end remodel, but it was something to start with. But you can also use vignettes or show inspiration. Or rooms, just a room. Just rooms or vignettes. Or if you go shopping, say you have a a design market in your area or you have high-end stores, take pictures of some of their stuff. If you like it, then your clients will like it and they'll vibe with you and say, wow, she has good taste. Maybe I'll hire this chick or this guy. So that's something you can do in the beginning, you know, video, video of yourself shopping, but if that's yours, you're not taking that if you are dead set against doing inspo posts from other designers, which you shouldn't be because that's user generated content, as Shana Heinrichy likes to say, and it gets a ton of likes and shares and follows and engagement as long as you're appropriately crediting the original designer and making them the star of your post and how much you're in love with them. We have never had an issue yet. Right. And they always thank us for it. So we get, we do like to get permission for them. I'm not going to say we do it all the time because most of the, I'm telling you, they are, thank you so much for sharing because I would love for someone to share my stuff. And that's how most people feel. And if you guys want to know where to find Debbie Daly, it will be in our show notes. Yes, at wingnutsocial.com. Be sure to follow us on all of our social media channels at wingnutsocial. And if you guys like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes or whatever you're listening to this podcast on. It really helps new listeners to find the show and get our names out there. And we would really appreciate it. I, What do you think about reading reviews on the air? Would you want be up for that, Nat? Oh, yes, but they got to be juicy and about you and I can laugh. <laughs> I am all in. Please send us some reviews that I can read about yeah, Darla leave, because she's always picking on me. Leave some reviews on iTunes and I will read them on the air. And we'll, willy-nilly, 
you never know when it might be coming. And don't forget all the information of where we're going to be, mm-hmm. where you can find us, our events coming up, and also the lovely Debbie Daly mm-hmm. will all be in our show notes. You already said that. I know, but I'm just reminding them in case they like tuned out for a second. All right. And also, don't forget, we're going to be at High Point. That was going to be in the show That's going to be in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. Come all see us speak at High stuff. Point. Come Darla, see us speak at Luann Live. Well, we are speaking at Luann Live. Okay. I'm actually speaking at High Point twice with ASID and our own little shindig with Nicole Heimer. There you go. So, all right, guys. I think that's it for this week. Until next time. So long. See ya. You've reached the end of this episode of Wingnut Social, but that's only your first step. Be sure to head to wingnutsocial.com to reach out to us directly and schedule your free consultation with one of our Wingnut Social Media Specialists to take your business from social mediocre to social media master. We'll see you on the next episode of Wingnut Social, your social media tightly fastened. Because it's going to be a two and a half day extravaganza. Extravaganza. <laughs> me 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 me. Dong ding dong. <laughs>